0: you have your Bibles, if you'll open up to the book of Psalm, chapter 22, we're going to be in Psalm 22 today. I love Psalm 22, probably one of the most favorite Psalms out there. One of the reasons I believe it is is because we all know it. And as I say that, you're probably thinking to to myself, that's a typo, Chris. You're thinking about Psalm 23. No, Psalm 22, we all know at least one verse of, because in verse 1 it says this, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Psalm 22. Today we're going to be looking at a concept from Psalm 22. The idea of being alone. And I want to ask the question, have you ever felt alone? You ever felt alone? Have you ever felt in your life like you were rejected or different or isolated in some way that made you feel alone. You know, the feeling of loneliness can happen to anyone, and chances are you've experienced it. You know what it feels like. But I'm going to suggest today that there's maybe two different kinds of loneliness. Perhaps there's loneliness that comes from people, whenever people in our life make us feel alone, or we feel alone because of individuals. But there's another kind of loneliness. This is the kind of loneliness I want to focus on today. It's a loneliness from God. That deep, unsettling feeling of being apart from God. And perhaps this is the worst form of loneliness. To wonder, has has God abandoned me? Has God left me? And I don't know if you felt that, but I wanted to let you know it is common to experience that feeling of loneliness. It's normal to feel at times separated or disconnected from God. So normal is it that the Bible deals with it quite a bit. In fact, all you have to do is is jump three pages into the Bible in Genesis chapter three, and we begin to see stories of separation and stories of individuals. Feeling alone, feeling as if God is not with them. Have you ever felt alone? Have you ever felt as if God were far away from you? I think about what is that feeling like. If we were to describe that feeling and give it some some words to describe what that feeling might look like, here's a few words. Maybe a sentence sounds like this, there is no good within me. When I feel alone, far from God, I just feel like there's no good within me. I'm on the edge of an eternal cliff. I'm just, like, I'm just about to fall off for all eternity. Or maybe this one, God must want to dispose of me. Or even, my joy has been taken from me. Now, when I say those phrases, I'll be honest with you, I'm not just making them up. I actually got them from the Psalms. I got them from, from David, who in, in Psalm 51 is, is using a lot of the same terminology. He's saying, hey, God, you know, don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore the joy of my salvation. He's saying, I feel so far from you. I don't want to feel that way. Well, maybe you felt that way. There are a lot of us, perhaps even here today, that have those same statements in our minds. You know, there's no good within me. I'm on the edge of an eternal cliff. My joy has been taken from me, and God, he wants to dispose of me. And I don't know if you felt it, but I'll tell you this. You'd think as a Christian, we'd know better, right? And yet here we are sometimes. Here we are. And it's not like we don't know verses that teach us that a Christian should know better. After all, we, we know like Hebrews 13 says this, I will never leave you nor forsake you, so we can confidently say the Lord's my helper, I will not fear. What can man do to me? I get that verse in my head, I can even memorize it, but it doesn't take away that feeling sometimes that we have where we just wonder, is God far from us? It doesn't stop Christians from feeling separated from their God. I want to ask again, have you ever felt alone? Have you ever felt alone? Have you ever felt forsaken by God? Well, that's what Psalm 22 is all about. Psalm 22 is a passage of Scripture where David is, is verbalizing that feeling. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You see, Psalm 22 is David's psalm documenting his feeling of spiritual loneliness i just feel spiritually alone i feel like god is nowhere to be found let's read together in psalm 22 starting in verse 1 here's what it says my god my god why have you forsaken me why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning Oh my God, I cry by day, but you don't answer, and by night, but I find no rest. Jump down to verse 10. For my, for my mother's womb, you have been my God. I want you to notice the, word, the phrase, my God. Four times in the text here, you're going to see it come up four times. My God, my God, you're my God. Even in my mother's womb, you were my God. This is an individual who feels as if God should be very near to him, like they have a relationship. They should be close. And yet here David is and he asks the question, why have you forsaken me? That word forsaken, if you go back to the Hebrew, it it essentially means to be abandoned or to be left. So David here in his relationship with God, he's essentially saying to the one who was there from childhood, he's saying, I feel abandoned. It's like a child crying out to to his father, why did you leave me? Why did you leave me? You are supposed to be there for me. So why do I feel so far from you? Now, the text is going to tell us some of the reasons why David feels this way. So as we look at the text, I want you to notice these passages. Starting in verse 7, it says, All who see me mock me. They make mouths at me, and they wag their heads. He trusts in the Lord. Let him deliver him. Let him rescue him, for he delights in him. Verse 14, My heart is like wax verse 16 a company of evildoers encircles me they have pierced my hands and feet and 17 I can count all my bones they stare and they gloat over me they divide my garments among them and for my clothing they cast lots he's saying this is how I feel I feel as if they are just they're out to get me they are out to get me I feel as if they as if my body is just wax my heart is wax and it's just melting i feel like lions have come and just to to bite my hands and my feet if you look in the in the hebrew that's kind of what it's alluding to there is like it's like a lion has come and just bit him in the hands and in the feet he's just been pierced and somebody just ripped my clothes and here david is and and you know Scholars have gone in and they said, when did this actually happen in his life? And there's no indication when this exactly took place. Maybe on some of, his, some of his fleeing when he was fleeing from Saul or whenever nations were trying to overthrow him or even family members or friends were trying to overthrow him. But David feels this way. It just feels like I am in crisis. Crisis. And sometimes crisis hits challenging times and difficult experiences and we just feel like we want to give up. Have you ever felt those formidable experiences that get in the way of your faithful expectations? formidable experiences that that try to, to shatter those faithful expectations that God has for us and wants us to have in Him. And here in this moment of crisis, David feels it. He feels alone. Have you ever felt alone? Have you ever felt alone? You know, when I feel alone, a lot of times... I feel as if I'm the only one. I don't know if you guys have experienced this, but I feel as if I'm the only one. In this one moment, the moment I'm in, in this very moment, I just want to cry out, my God, my God. And I, I, I see this, that in these moments we, we, we gravitate to, those, to that phrase, those words in verse one. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And as I began to focus and hyper-focus on that concept of I'm all alone, I'm the only one, and God's against me, then I began to to read into things in an unhealthy way. And I wonder if you could read this passage of Scripture. Perhaps we could read into it in an unhealthy way. Look look with me in verse 4. Perhaps this is a tone of voice that David could have taken as as he wrote these words. Our fathers trusted, they trusted you, and you delivered them. To you they cried out and were rescued, and in in you they trusted and were not put to shame. But me, but as for me, I'm a worm, I'm not a man. Scorned by mankind and despised by people. All who see me mock me, they make mouths at me, they wag their heads. He trusts in the Lord. Let him deliver him, let him rescue him. He delights in him. In other words, here he is. He's saying, You were there for other people. Why aren't you there for me? Why aren't you here for me? I got to tell you, I don't think that's how David was writing that passage. Because I think David saw beyond verse one. And as David writes, I actually believe the king doesn't plant himself there in verse one. Verse 1 is simply his feeling. And so, as he begins this psalm and begins to unfold it, I think he actually is looking to the past for hope. As he says these words in verse 4 Our fathers trusted. They trusted, and you delivered them. You delivered them. Verse 9 You are he who took me from the womb. Verse 10, from my mother's womb, you have been my God. And verse 22, you have rescued me from the horns of wild oxen. David says, you were there in the past. Shouldn't I expect you to get me through this difficult time? I know you were there. I want you to hear David. He says, listen, I remember the stories. Of our forefathers who trusted you and you were there for them. I remember stories of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Moses. And you were there, you were faithful. And I, I remember, I remember as a child being taught that I was fearfully and wonderfully made. That you'd knit me together in my mother's womb. And I trust you. And there were times that you delivered me from wild animals. At least three times in the passage, it's going to bring up lions or make references to lions in Psalm 22. This is King David's psalm, and he's trusting God in these difficult times. And so because of that, David says, you know what? It's okay. It's okay. Listen to verse 22. I will tell of your name to my brothers. In the midst of the congregation, I will praise you. And all the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord. He's saying this, I'm convinced that the story doesn't end here. This story will go on. Even though in this moment I feel separated, I know this, God, you're with me. You're with me. And then I love how the psalm ends. We saw saw how it started in verse 1. Look at how it ends starting in verse 30. It shall be told of the Lord to the coming generation. They shall come and proclaim his righteousness to a people yet unborn that he has done it. God, he's saying to God, God, I know you're going to be there. You're going to be there in coming generations. People are going to talk about you. It's all going to be okay. I don't understand it. I don't like it, but it's going to be okay. David declares that God was faithful in the past, and he will be faithful in the future. God was faithful in the past. I remember it with Abraham. I remember it with with my forefathers. I know he was faithful with me when I went out into the wilderness and fought against wild animals, and he's going to be faithful in the future. I will praise the Lord with my own lips. God's going to be there. Future generations can trust in the Lord. I guess what David is really saying is this. God doesn't abandon his children. God does not abandon his children. Now listen, when we hear that phrase, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? We don't think about David, typically. What made this phrase so common to our ears is the fact that it's one of the seven phrases spoken by Jesus as he hung on the cross. And we all go back to it in our minds. We remember Jesus saying this this phrase. And I have to say this. It's no wonder that Jesus quoted the psalm in the most difficult moment of his life. It's no wonder he said it. Based on what the psalm does and the richness of the psalm, it's no wonder that Jesus said it. But here's the thing. What we hear oftentimes is simply the words of verse 1. Psalm 22, verse 1 My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I want to ask this question Is it possible that Jesus had this entire psalm in his mind as he hung on the cross? Is it possible as Jesus hung on the cross and those words came out of his mouth that he had the entire psalm in his mind? I want to tell you the first reason I think he did. Did you notice if you look in the scriptures and you go to Matthew 27? You know what happens in the passage when he quotes it? The crowd down below, they respond to him. He says, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You know what the crowd says? He's calling for deliverance. They don't say he feels forsaken. They say he's calling for deliverance. Let's see if someone comes to deliver him. You see, even the crowd realized that this psalm was more than just one verse. It was more than just one verse. And as Jesus stood there and his hands and his feet were pierced, surely Psalm 22 came to his mind as he recalled David talking about his hands and his feet being pierced. And as the soldiers at the base of the cross began to divide up his clothing, surely Jesus remembered Psalm 22 because that's what Psalm 22 says, that they would divide up the clothing. And maybe as he hung on the cross... He began to trust in a God who would deliver him because he knew that he would praise God once again because that's what Psalm 22 says. Or that Jesus would tell of God's righteous name to his brothers because that's part of Psalm 22 as well. Or maybe his mind on the cross was drawn to the very last two verses as Jesus considered the, righteous, the righteousness of God that would be told to a people yet born, which is you and I, is it possible, as Jesus said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me, that he considered the entire psalm? You see, Psalm 22, as I believe, was Jesus' psalm, and it was documenting His confidence before God. His confidence. It was David's Psalm. David, in times of need, wrote Psalm 22. And as he wrote it, it was his psalm and it was very personal to him. But it wasn't just his psalm, it was Jesus's psalm as well. And as Jesus hung on the cross, he could find confidence in God knowing Psalm 22. And here's the thing, guys it's our psalm as well. It's our psalm as well. Psalm 22 is our psalm. When we feel spiritually alone, we can know that God is faithful regardless of how we feel. Regardless, now here's the thing, and this is the reason why it's so hard, is because the times when we need Psalm 22, guess what's going on? Crisis. Crisis. Those tragedies, those sorrows, those times when our relationships are hurting and our finances are hurting, times where we have physical pain or even mortal pain, loss, and tragedy. And it's in those moments that we cry out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And God's response, his response that I will never leave you or forsake you, his response that I'll be there. In formidable experiences, realizing that we have a faithful expectation of Jesus Christ well there are times in my life where I feel I am the only one I feel like I am the only one and I'm going through these challenges and these trials in life and I am a forsaken man as the only one all alone my life becomes Psalm 22 verse 1 my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? My focus on this is on this one moment, in this one feeling, this feeling of, of being rejected, on this one day perhaps, or even focusing on that one verse where I say, God, I just feel like there's nobody there for me. But I think God has called us to step beyond that one verse and that one moment and that one feeling and to see it all. To see it all. To see all that he has done for us. To see all that He care, all the ways he cares for us. To focus on all. I want to give you a couple of alls that I want to challenge you to focus on today. Here's number one. Focus on all of your story. Are you in crisis? Are you in pain? Do you feel like God has deserted you? Focus on all of your story, not just the momentary pain that you're experiencing, although that's significant, but also remember the past. Remember those who came before you, who taught you and raised you. Remember how God was there for you in your mother's womb. Remember how God cared for you and he got you through the difficult times with the wild animals that you had to face. And remember, he will be there in the future as well. This is just a feeling. It's just a moment. So consider all your story, but also consider this, all of Jesus' story. As I read Psalm 22, I can't help but see Jesus' story. Not just David's and not just my own, but Jesus's story. As Jesus in that moment hung on the cross for you because he loved you so much he was willing to die for you so you could have that connection with God. Consider his past, all the, the stories of how he came to be, how that, how that Jesus was prophesied by the prophets as God, the creator who came to earth. The stories of Jesus as he lived his life serving and healing and ministering as one who loves humanity. And where Jesus went in the end, that he rose from the grave and he ascended into heaven and is preparing a place for you. Consider all of your story and consider all of his story in those dark, challenging times of crisis. By all means, remember this, that this momentary feeling isn't all of it. It isn't all of it. It's just one moment. But God is bigger than this one moment. And when you feel like you have to say, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Know this, that future generations We'll praise God and worship God because he will be there. If you need anything from this body, we are here to serve you today. If you need to come forward, this is your opportunity to connect to our elders, our shepherds, to connect to our ministers or this body. will not you come now as we stand and as we sing together.